You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. Today I have with me Byron Jamal. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. I'm just glad to be on with you today. I am so excited to interview you because you are such a phenomenal human being and I just I'm so excited to get into your whole story and that you just wrote a book called Dating Men and it sounds amazing. Um, For the viewers who don't know you, I'm just going to read a little bit about you and then we're going to get into some great topics. So Byron is a life-changing love guru working with celebrities and everyday people to help them fall in love with their everyday lives. He is a dynamic writer using his real practical and savvy perspectives that bring out the best in his clients and his use of wit and storytelling effortlessly reveal the power tool, power tools for achieving in all areas of life and love, better relationships, positive habits, successful career goals, and healing past baggage. So, I mean, what don't you do? (laughs) That's what it feels like sometimes. (laughs) So you can start wherever you want. If you want to start with kind of like a history of how you got into this work and or then jump into your book, Dating Men, and your inspiration for that and and just the work that you do, we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Well, I am a former pastor and I lead with that because it kind of sets the context for how I run my business and how I talk to people. I come across sometimes and sound like a preacher, even though that's not my intention. I left the church on purpose. Uh, (laughs) Much of what I was doing in church was helping people find out who they were. And I found that I was more productive, actually, one-on-one in the office when I was consulting people, congregants, than when I was actually in the pulpit. There were things that I couldn't say uh, in the pulpit that I could easily say one-on-one with someone. We could dive into real-life situations in the office. And we couldn't necessarily do that from the sanctity of the pulpit. And so I found my love and passion in being able to be real and authentic and helping people. And what I found is that 99% of the issues that people were having were around relationships. It was relationships on their job, relationships in their home, relationships with friends. It was relationships. I mean, all of it was relationships. And so I'm very glad that I was able to do this kind of work that uh, transformed in from, from the pulpit now what I call the parking lot preacher. So I'm able to actually help people outside of the four walls of the church in a real and tangible way. And all I do is I apply my three pillars of love. I talk about upward love, which is a spiritual connection to the divine and the universe. I talk about outward love, which is our connection to one another. And I talk about inward love, which is the self-love. And uh, all of those are so important and key. And sometimes we get a little lopsided with how we actually love. We focus on one a little more heavily than the other. My super spiritual people are really heavy in God, but they don't know how to relate to humans. Mm -hmm. You got people that are deep, deep, deep into relational people, but don't know anything about their self-worth and how to connect to the higher source. And you got people that love themselves narcissist, uh, but don't know how to love anybody else. And so uh, learning how to have the balance is what I actually teach. Mm, And that was going to be my question. So, and obviously like we don't have enough time to get into like a whole session and people go to you and it takes time to do the shift. But 
if, if you could briefly kind of explain how do you help people have that balance? Absolutely. Well, it's in a myriad of ways. Uh, I am found on social media quite often. I try to do some engaging posts, whether it's something that they can read or some of my TikToks or reels that are a little more humorous. I try to apply, again, the real life stuff that, that people engage in. But also with my coaching, I do one-on-one coaching and group coaching. I love speaking in front of audiences. You know, being a former pastor, I don't have any problem with crowds. So I definitely love to speak to groups. But I really just love to be able to touch people right where they are. I was doing a conference uh, the other day in Arkansas, and I was able, even with a whole bunch of people in the room, to to address one young lady's question who her and her husband were, uh, he had to go off to, uh, out of the country for work. And she was a single mom now, a young mother, and really just was able to pull her up and really give her a hug and, and address her for where she was. And that's the kind of work that I like to do is really hands-on dealing with people at the heart level, because that's what people need these days. Mm, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I study spiritual psychology and we are still doing it, even though now it used to be in a building in Santa Monica. Now we do it on Zoom and it's just any type of whether it's that or it's a retreat or mm. it's me teaching any type of forum where yes. there is this lifting people up, seeing that there's... Mm more to life than you can that you see rising yeah. above any type of work like that where you're just filled in your heart and you're filling other people's hearts is just magical and so i love that you're doing that work as well it really is it is so magical i love seeing people see themselves to actually discover the truth of who they are, the, the isness of themselves, that they are bigger than their circumstances, their history, where they were born, how they were born. You know, as an adopted child who who I was molested and dealt with suicide, I know what it's like to, to look back at your history and wonder, how did you get here? Um, and sometimes you can have that imposter syndrome. And sometimes you can question why success is even happening and why people love you. But this is the work that's so necessary. When people look back, they should not see that the problem with where they are, they should see the reason why they actually found the place that they are in because they actually are greater than that. And that's the best thing is that when you walk into greater moments, when you find greater love, when you when people start embracing the truth of you, you start realizing this is what it was supposed to be the whole time. I was supposed to experience this the entire journey. But now that you're here, it's not to look back and, and bemoan it. It's to celebrate the fact that you finally woke up. And I, I find myself helping people often have awakening moments to just see uh, something that they didn't see before. They were in a dreamlike state, just kind of living and not really uh, dreaming and not really living. And so being able to help people wake up to the truth of who they are and how great they are and how brilliant they are is just, it is magical. That's a great word to use. It is it's a magical thing. And I'm just glad to be someone who was called to help people find their magic. It is so magical. And I always say that our biggest challenges, whether it's relationships or experiences in life, truly 100% bring us to where we are today. Because if we look at it as life is happening for us, mm. not to us, then we can look at the beauty in it and that it all happened for us to learn to love ourselves, to yes. be empowered, and to show up in life as who we truly are. 
That's powerful right there. I actually, uh, in my book about self-love, I actually address that. that I use the creation story as a seven-step process to finding ultimate self-love. And the first creation part there, when we really look at it, God stepped into an empty world. It was void. It was it was bleak. It was dark. And God didn't complain. God didn't bemoan. God just accepted the darkness. And sometimes you just got to accept where your life is. You got to accept how mm-hmm. things are, how things have been. You got to accept the darkness, the absence of things in your life. You just mm-hmm. got to accept it. And then you can begin to speak the light that you want in your life. You can say, let there be light in the places where there's darkness. But if you never acknowledge that darkness, you can't speak the light. But the beautiful thing about that story, the most beautiful thing is that the whole world after light was created and then human beings were so that means that when, when something is created after, you think about it, if you're about to have a baby, you create the you create the crib, you create the room that the baby's gonna gonna live in, and then you get the baby. You don't wait till the babies arrive to create for the baby. You create before the baby arrives because you had purpose for the baby. The whole world was created, and then we were this that speaks volumes of our purpose, our intention, that none of us are an accident or a mistake, that everything was aligned, that everything was made for us to be okay on this earth. When we arrived, it is well. And that is the uh, the message that I love to tell people is that you're not an accident, even if the people that brought you in uh, thought you were. <laughs> yeah, nothing is an accident. And nothing. I love I love what you're saying, because this is how I'm interpreting it, that light came before us, light, God came before us, which means that we are all, we all have love, light, and God within us. Yes. And I just got this idea, the next time I'm in Atlanta, you said you're in Atlanta, correct? Yes, that's right. We need to do some sort of collab. I mean, I just, I love your energy on the screen. And so I can only imagine just us going back and forth and just doing something really powerful together. So I'm just putting it out there. I would love that. Let's make that a reality. Like, I love you already and I just met you. Okay. Same here, Jamie. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. So tell us about your book called Dating Men. What was the inspiration for it? What is it all about? And how are you helping people with it? So this book was near and dear to my heart because I help all types of people. A lot of my clients are uh, people that love men, and that means women and men. I even work with some transgender uh, people who are looking for a man. And I realized that men across the spectrum are pretty much the same. Um, And so I broke up the book into three parts, which we all need to be able to have to have successful relationships. That's finding someone attracting them and then keeping them, right? So mm-hmm. not enough to find somebody. Anybody can find, mm-hmm. you know, I can find a car. Doesn't mean I know how to drive it. Uh, but knowing how to attract the right car to me and then learning how to actually keep that car so I'm not getting incidents or accidents. Um, and that is the, the purpose of this book. I took a lot of lessons from my own life, but also I, a, a lot of client examples of people who went through different things, people who were super successful, but still not finding love. People who were wrestling after a rebound with a divorce, who were struggling, saying negative things. And, and, and the premise of the book really gets to the heart of, of one overall thought, is that if you can change how you think about men, like one of the chapters says in, in the myths about men, is that there are no good men. Well, if you are saying there are no good men, then that means you're looking for something you believe you can't find. You know that then it means that you are operating in insanity. 
Because why mm-hmm. would you look for something you don't believe is out there? Mm-hmm. The fact that you're looking means that you believe in your heart, in your soul, that it is possible, not just possible, but probable that you would find the man that you deserve. And I use that word very intentionally, deserve, not just a man. You know, anybody can get a car. You can find a car on the side of the street, but the car you deserve, the man you deserve that fits your life, that won't break down on you uh, after you leave the parking lot, but will go the distance with you wherever you need to go. Yes. And I believe that there's someone for everyone. And I love that you're talking about how you have to, you have to, not only do you have to believe that there's a man out there for you in order for it to happen, but, but if you don't believe that there's a man for you, then you are not going to find the man because the universe gives us what we focus on and it's all about intention. So you do need to believe it's going to happen in order for it to happen. Yes. And you know what? It's so funny. Even my people who, aren't spiritual. When I say it that way, and I I love how you phrase it so eloquently there, when they can't understand the concept of universe and source, they have to find another way to say it. So I say, think about ego. Let's go back to you. Uh, Your ego is intentionally built to help you get what you want. Now, when you give your ego the assignment that, guess what? The truth is there are no good men. I can't find a man. Your ego wants to be right. And so now your body, your mind is working intentionally against the positive things that you start saying because you've already programmed it for something negative. And in the negativity, it believes it's right because you taught it to do that. So now you have an inner war that's happening between Mm -hmm. you wanting to have something and already telling your ego that you don't really want it or believe it can happen. So it's like, oh, well, then we'll do everything to sabotage any kind of relationship because we want to be right. Of course he's a dog. Of course he's not going to last. Of course he didn't text you in, in 10 minutes because he's out talking to somebody else. You know, so it will just <laughs> create a narrative in your head that uh, ends up causing you to ruin uh, something potentially really, really blessed for you. And our egos, they think they're keeping us safe. Yes. But what they're doing is they're keeping us small. And so, yes, they will give you those excuses. You know what? Don't put yourself out there. Don't be vulnerable because we're just going to stay safe here because you can't get hurt if you don't try and you don't take that risk. So that's what the ego does. And the ego was actually formulated or, or God made it this way years ago to prevent us from fires and getting killed by bears. But the ego today takes it to that next level. It's constantly thinking that it's protecting us. Yes. It doesn't need to. And so we need to have a talk. We can say, thank you for showing up, but I got this. I got this. There are no bears I need to fight right now. I understand. I don't need to fight bears. I, the fire it will burn me. I get it. I don't need you to operate on this. I already got the lesson. I'm driving the bus of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, so I would love to hear some success stories of Mm. clients. Do you call them clients? So I call them affectionately. They're known as love heroes, but uh, yes, clients. I love that. that. Okay. So tell me some success stories, one or two of some of the love heroes that you've worked with. Absolutely. So one of my favorites uh, that I'm actually writing again about in my next book uh, is Tyler. Tyler was, uh, or is, an LGBTQ guy. He's uh, young, 
He's super successful for his age. He's in his early 20s. He's accomplished a lot, has a beautiful home, um, has, I mean, just accomplishments out of this world at an early age. So it sets him in a bracket that's a little unusual for people his age. He's very, uh, very mature, very self-guided, and he was finding it difficult to truly find love, uh, love that fit things that he wanted. One of the things that I had to help him realize was that what we want is often a makeup of what we were taught to want. And uh, it doesn't really mean that we want it. It just means we were taught to want it. So we are an amalgamation of all of the things that we learned from our church upbringing, from our parents, from our teachers, from our cousins, from our friends in childhood, all the things that they laughed at, the things that they said were beautiful, the things that they said were ugly, the things that they said they wanted, this thing that we affirmed, we're all just a mashup of that. And so when you, I tell them, you got to go inward again. You got to go find that little that little boy that before you had all of those voices and all of those things that were thrown on top of that. What do you actually like? What do you actually want? Because in that, there's a solution. See, I can't help you with finding what someone else wants right. for them. I got to help you find what you actually want for you because whatever God has for you is for you. And I know we say that really church, like churchy, but it actually is real that whatever God has for you is actually for you. And you got to go after your blessing, not someone else's. So that means you can't go after someone else's job. You can't go after someone else's car. You can't go after someone else's blessing. You got to go after your own man. And that once we were able to truly identify what he really wanted outside of all those other uh, pejorative norms and things that were labeled on him and put on him, he actually within the next month was able to key in, go to the right place where they were, find out who they were, have that conversation and begin a relationship. It was, I mean, just that easy. And it normally is that easy. It's kind of like when you know you know what? I want to be a doctor. What kind of doctor, right? What kind of doctor? You got to know what kind of doctor you want to be in order to know what, 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 where should I study? What kind of courses should I be taking? You can't just take random doctor courses. You study in feet and you actually want to deal with eyes. So, you know, <laughs> you got to know so you know what to study and how to do it. So uh, Tyler is one of my favorite examples because he was one of those people that felt like it was nearly impossible based on all the things that he had that were positive, now not negative, positive, working for him, actually working against him, but it actually worked for him. Mm, yeah, such a positive shifting story. And it sounds like you really were an integral, beautiful part of his life. <laughs> That's what we're called to be, right? As, as, I call, as much as I love to say uh, love coaches, because I, I really believe all of us are who are in this space and do this work. Uh, all love coaches, all pastors are called to be love coaches. And and I really say that. So I really never left my calling. It's just that it transitioned into something a little more mainstream, I, I guess, wh whatever you want to call it. It's, uh, it's, it's effective and I love the way it works. <laughs> well, you, yeah, I mean, you followed your calling. You felt yeah. the, the desire to work more one-on-one -on -one and you, you did it and you're doing it. Okay, what <laughs> about one it. more? One more story that whether it's in your book or not, just one more story of a client that came to you that was like, life sucks. And then you found them their man or you helped them find their man. Absolutely. So Barbara is one of those people. She's uh, 78. 
She had a, yes, and her husband passed two years ago. God rest his soul. She was heartbroken and she really just thought, you know, love was over. She heard me speak at a conference and she was like, Byron, you got me so riled up and you got me thinking maybe I could find this kind of love that I had before. Been married to that man. I was married to that man for 35 years. I can't imagine finding someone else who I could love that way. And I said, why not? Why not? What is love? You know, love is not an obligation. Love is not a commitment. It is a desire. You desire love. You you want to love somebody. I tell, I tell my clients this all the time. I don't want anybody to be committed to me. I want them to desire me every yeah. single day. I don't want you to be committed to me because we got a house together, because we got cars together, because we have bank accounts, because we have kids. I want you to wake up and I want you to love me every day. I want you to turn on and be like, I'm glad to be here. And so for her, I said, you can find that love. You can find someone who wants you every day again. It's not improbable. It's possible. And that kind of belief, I just kept leveling up her faith. And it's really what it is. Just just putting that fire under her to say it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's like the little engine that could. You know, you, you can do it. You can make it. You can do it. And the more she believed, the more she just had an energy change. And she didn't realize there was... There were guys around her that wanted her. There were men that were after her and she was turned and tuned off. She wasn't tapped into their energy, to their desire. She couldn't see them. She couldn't sense them, but they were there all along. And it wasn't even long. It was right in her church. And right before COVID hit, she had, she had walked into a relationship. Thank you, COVID. They got locked in together and relationship. <laughs> Oh my God. Shoot. Like, not you know, kill me now. I mean, like these, these stories just, you know, they give, they give me the chills. Um, so I want to just add on and it's, it's like the desire, but it's also the choosing. Like yes. I, ch- you want to choose your significant other or spouse every day. And I have these clients and it was so beautiful. They had been going through a rough time mm-hmm. and they made it through it. And the guy um, on one of their last sessions with me, he said that he wakes up every day now just wanting to make his wife's life happy. Like, oh. that's the first thing he thinks about. And I'm like, I'm so Like, I cry in my sessions sometimes. No, I do. <laughs> I have too. I've literally had moments. Something's in my eyes. I'm so moved by the beauty of their discovery oh. that I literally was like, I was feeling them feeling it, you know? Yes. And obviously you and I are both very empathetic people. Um, When is your birthday? Because I'm very big into signs and like. So I'm a Scorpio, November 19th. It's coming up soon. Okay. So you're a water sign. I'm a water sign. I'm a Pisces. So it makes sense. Water signs tend to be ethereal, emotional feeling. Yes. And spiritual. And very spiritual. Yeah. Very tuned in to the flow. Uh, If you ever hear a lot of uh, gurus in India, they'll use uh, the thought of spirit as water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking several small showers, being connected to your water source, uh, cleansing yourself, that the water is, is very indicative, like oceans flowing into rivers and rivers flowing into smaller bodies of water, that it's all very natural. There's nothing you have to fight against. It's just getting in the stream and flowing with it. I really believe that deeply. Like when you just get tuned in 
and just rest in it. You just get on the river and go down the stream at the, the pace that it wants you to go. You're safe. Well, one thing that's a little deja vu which is very bizarre. I feel like last night I was looking at something, some kind of image on Instagram or Facebook, something of that, really? of this water, some kind of image with this water. And it was very inspirational. Um, and then just also about the flow of life. And you had mentioned before you had brought up acceptance. Yes. And to me, well, acceptance is the first, what I've learned is the first law of spirituality and is the most important. And so when we accept and we, when we're in acceptance and not resistance, we are in the flow of life and we just, and that's where the magic is. That's where the magic is. That's where what is meant for us happens to us, happens for us. And that is, that's the magic. And that it just flows you. It's like when you follow your heart and your soul and you're in acceptance, it's like one thing after the other and you become this manifesting machine. It's momentum. It literally is just momentum that happens. It's like a snowball picking up speed. It's, it's on a trajectory towards something and it's, it's going, it's already started. It was started small, but it started with just a little flicker, a little, a little relationship. That thing just kept going and kept going and p- collecting faith and collecting power and collecting energy. And it just got bigger and bigger. And then it became unstoppable. You know, it's like, you know, at a car headed down hill, if you catch it right at the beginning, you may be able to stop it. But after it's already started rolling a bit and the momentum's going, you're not going to stop that car. You you can stand in front of it if you want to, but it's going to mow you down, you know? So sometimes you got to get, you got to get right in that flow. And when you do that, it's the momentum is so big. Nothing can stop you. It, it really is one of those songs, you know, uh, I love that song. I'm all the way high. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way. It's literally like that. I, I, when you're all in, there's nothing that can phase you. There's nothing that can move you. And I love that when it comes to love, because when you are truly in that vibe, when you're in that flow, you know, it, you can have a bad date and just keep going. You can you can meet somebody who doesn't fit, uh, work out for you. And you're like, that was meant to be. You can you can you can try someone else and be like, I learned this lesson. It doesn't deter you. It just it motivates you and said, you know what? Better's got to be out there because that wasn't it. Better's on the way. I'm getting closer to realizing it. I'm getting closer to finding it. It's it's closer than I, I was yesterday. I'm closer than I was yesterday. It's closer than to me now than it was yesterday. And I'm excited because it's still coming. I use the uh, analogy of a reservation. When you know you have a reservation, you're not concerned about waiting until the day. Like if I have a reservation yeah. in two weeks, then I'm not sitting here every day thinking, when's that reservation going to happen? When's that reservation going to happen? Is now, it going to happen? I'm living my best life until the reservation comes. And that is a thing. You have a reservation. It's a reservation, everybody. You have one for love. And when you realize that, you can live every day worry-free about love because you know your day's coming. I effing love that. I know you're like, you're religious. Okay. I don't want to like swear. Okay. I love that. I love that so much. It's like the reservation of your life. Like the, it's your destiny. This reservation is your destiny. And so why be in the suffering, just enjoy and be in the flow and be in the acceptance with this journey 
And when there is rejection, I always say rejection is protection. You just move on. And when you do this work to love yourself, nothing on the outside can affect your high vibration. Nothing. You know, you just keep on moving. Like you were saying, you keep on moving, you go to the next state and you know, eventually your reservation at on June 17th at 8 PM, your guy's going to show up because (laughs) it's your reservation. I love that. You know, and I always say a rejection is protection too. And I learned to also add rejection is direction. It is actually the guiding force often to say, no, not this way. Thank you for every, I I, I get up some days and I say, God, thank you for every detour. Thank you for every roadblock. Thank you for every dead end, because I may have gone too far on the wrong road. Had you not put a detour or a dead end in my path? Thank you for redirecting me so that I know to go in the way that's better for me. So, you know, rejection, people look at it as a bad thing. I often am like, thank you, because you just helped me answer a question, you know, instead of two options. Now I have one and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, 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 exactly. And when there is rejection or something doesn't work out the way you'd like it to, yes. A, God always gives us what we need, not necessarily what we want. And then just to know that you're being held mm. and you're loved and you're supported by the universe, angels, spirit guides, whatever, always, mm. always, always, no mistakes, always. I said, God, don't give me what I want. Give me what I need. Yes. I'm okay with not being right with what I want. I'm okay with asking for the wrong thing. As long as you give me the right thing, I'm okay if I'm in my if, if I'm in my limited mentality and understanding about the things I'm asking for. Just send the right thing. I, mm-hmm. I stop sometimes I just stop asking for the small stuff. I just say, Lord, bring what I need in a person. Lord, bring the job I need, the opportunity I need. I'm not going to ask for a specific thing because I know you're already working out the thing, but help me be the right person. I start praying about me. Help me be the right person to receive the right thing that you have for me. Help me have the right energy. Help me have the right attitude. Help me have the right demeanor, enough patience, enough forgiveness, enough grace and mercy. Help me be what that can handle because, you know, 50 pounds can come to you. But if you're a baby, you wouldn't give a 50 pound weight to a baby. So I Lord, strengthen my muscles so that I can be strong enough to handle the bigness of the thing that you have for my life. And when that comes, when it comes, just let me be ready. Just let me be ready. Yes. Well, and God doesn't give us anything that we are not ready for that we can't handle. And before we wrap up and, and I, you need to plug all your stuff. I just, because everything that we're talking about, it's under this umbrella of surrender. Yes. Surrender. And it's mm. surrender isn't giving up. It is giving over. And it's saying, I trust you. I trust you. Yes. I actually wrote in one of my books. I can't remember which one. Um, that love and surrender are the same. Are two sides of the same coin. Mm. That anything you love, you'll surrender for. And anything you'll surrender for, you love. Think yeah. about that. When yeah, you surrender, yeah. think about that. Think about that. When people, when people surrender time to something, it's because they love doing that thing. Uh, whatever you've decided, whatever decisions you've made, you surrendered your life and energy and source to it. There's a, a matter of love 
and affection that's gone into it. Whether whether you wanted to go on that job or not, you surrendered yourself to it. Why? It may be the love of money, but something in that was love, okay? Uh, whatever, stability. It may be job security. It just may be whatever the love was, there was love in it because love and surrender are on the same side of the coin. So when you learn to surrender, you just put your hands up. And that, that again, going with the flow, when you put your hands up, it's like with the police, you surrender. And in surrendering, you say, I now give you free will to do what you want with my life. Mm-hmm. And that is the flow. That is yes. the flow. And everything, there's always, there's just fear and love in life. So anything that is not, you just want to get past the fear so you can be in the surrender and the love. Yes. Perfect love drives out fear. And I'm so glad that when you really get in that flow of love, the fear is, I mean, it's hard to be afraid when you realize you're kept. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in your loving, you can't, fear and love can't exist at the same time. Can't exist. Can't yeah. exist at the same time. Okay. So plug away your website, your Insta, your Twitter, whatever you have, your your Amazon. <laughs> sure. Uh, look, I am Byron Jamal, the love guru, affectionately known as. Um, you can find me easily as love should be at byronjamal.com or at Byron Jamal on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm a little funny sometimes on TikTok. Uh, you can find me in all those places. Connect with me. I just love to see ordinary people find extraordinary love. And any way that I can help you, whoever you are, however you are, wherever you think you are on your love journey, uh, reach out and I'll be glad to help you find your next step. And people can find Dating Man, your new book on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon and on my website. Either one will direct you there. Okay, wonderful. And as always, people can find me. I'll just make it easy. TheRelationshipExpert.com. All my socials are on there. And just thank you so much for being with me today. And um, this time is has been so beautiful. And you are precious. You're an inspiration. Um and I just really appreciate you and acknowledge you for all the work that you've done. Same and here, Jamie. And uh, I got to, I got to look up you up a little bit before uh, we connected. So I'm like, I was in awe and impressed as well. I love to see other people who commit their life to love. I think that's powerful. I think it's, it's a, it means that you're a light worker in your own way. Uh, I don't think you have to do chakra work and all that to be a light worker. You can just help people find their path and whatever that means. And uh, thank you for doing it because we need more of you and us out there in the world. If everybody was like us, then everybody would be all right, right? <laughs> yes. And the more, and by the way, I do some chakra work, but also, <laughs> but also the, um, the more that like every time one person heals, it, it heals the world. So yes. we are, we are, I love that we're both doing this work. We're, with our hearts, we're healing people. And as one person heals, everybody heals, starts to Everybody heal. heals. When you're in Atlanta, make sure to reach out. I would definitely want to connect. And when I'm in LA, you know, we'll make something happen. Either way, we're going to make something oh, happen. It's going to be powerful. <laughs> it's going to be so powerful. Okay. Thank you so much. And as always, everyone can join me on Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. And thank you, Byron. Namaste. Namaste.
You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. 